calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. It's Kate. It's Chantal and me with French fries. French fries, lucky. Mm -hmm. And is that a massive Diet Coke? I don't think it's that big. I mean, it's probably pretty big. I am. Hear the jingles. I am salivating right now. Oh, Diet Coke. Maybe I will go out. Mm-hmm. I, maybe it, we'll see how much long, how much steam I've got. Like, cause I'm fading. Oh, you're fading. Do you oh, want to record I, tomorrow night? No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. I am good. Okay. I felt like halfway through, I just, I just started sweating halfway through that interview. I was like literally pouring sweat from my armpits and I'm like, don't touch my armpits. Don't touch my armpits. You had a delayed stress reaction, a delayed nerves reaction. (laughs) Yes. Honestly, I was like, what is going on? Oh my God. I can't believe we just got to interview friggin' Jillian McAllister. Right. Justin's not being a lurk. I'm leaving that in. He's lurking. He's lurking. Yes. That was sick. I that found out some sick. shit, but I'm excited found- about. Oh shoot, I can't wait. You'll hear this before this, anyways, but you'll hear I mean, that you interview, have time. But still, if you I mean, have time, time or whatever. If you, you no, if you, you have time. Not no, if they have if they have time too. No, they'll have time. Who doesn't have time to listen to Jillian McAllister speak? I mean, honestly, Bless she her. was literally, literally, she was lovely. She was lovely. And she's such a pro. She's, she's like such a pro writer. Amazing. I I'm can't. Like, I really want to read the two books that she's talking about that are new. Or like uh, one's not even done. Yeah. Uh yeah. Live You'll have to listen to a that. hostage situation. Like and finding out that your husband's part of it? Fuck off. The one is doing it? <laughs> yeah. What would you do? She's got a baby. Like, what would you do? That's that's next level. Yeah, that is. All right. Well, what are you reading? Everybody, Caitlin already knows. I have gone down the audible or audiobook rabbit 
whole hell. I'm obsessed. Yes. Are you doing so many chores just so that you can keep listening? I literally, we had to work from home for a few days this week and I played eight hours or maybe like six, four to six hours of audiobook. So you're almost done. I guess you've just got like half. The book I think I'm, or whatever. I think I'm halfway through, but yes, it's nine hours. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck yeah. Well, oh, what are you I, listening to? I'm listening. Sorry. I'm listening to us against you by Frederick. Hell yeah. Bachman, because we're going to go meet him this week. Oh shit. I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and his new book is out, The Winners, the third in the, and I had to catch up and I just don't yeah. have time to read the whole book. No. And you've been texting me like, oh my God, forgot about this character. And I'm like, who is that? So I obviously mm-hmm. need to read it, like listen to. Oh, and yeah, then I'm but... just mad all over again at the people in the book and pissy pants, Kevin. about some of this stuff. I know I Bye. forgot about some of this stuff, but I remember that Benji's character is strong. And you know what? Mm. I forgot <clears throat> when we read Beartown. I forgot why I loved Benji so much. And part of the reason why was because he wouldn't go with Kevin because he knew what he had done Mm -hmm. was wrong. Even Mm -hmm. though he he, was his best friend, he -hmm. had like a moral compass. And I remember that's why I love Benji because he's troubled, but not an asshole, you know? Like I relate to him somehow, like misunderstood, but like knows what's right, loyal. Got a good heart. Yeah. I feel like I kind of relate. A little bit. I just but... love him. I just love yeah. him. I just love a Benji, you know? I wish he was my boyfriend, but that he means he wouldn't be happy because he is a gay oh, man. Gay. So. Yeah. 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 I just wish he was like real. <laughs> he is. I he's your Marty. Ask you. It's true. But Marty's not as dark and brooding. Like he's, <laughs> which is good because I've, yes. I've dated dark and brooding and yeah, yeah. it's not fun. <laughs> I'll keep my husband. I'll keep my head. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good one. Anyway, did you ever finish um reading the Canadian the Canadian oh, Margaret Atwood? Yes, Margaret Atwood. I am not finished reading it yet. No. I'm so I feel so busy. I don't know. i that's fine. Okay. Oh my god, I no feel pressure. bad. Okay, look at me feeling no. bad about not reading lately. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally your podcast you I don't know. have to read anything I know. I know but then like the challenge on my goodreads is stressing me out because I'm two Dude, books mine behind says, mine says I'm two books behind too and I just added two books so I don't Fuck I don't up. know yeah maybe there's a glitch I don't fucking know uh, yeah but. I know it's don't don't even go by the goodreads thing it's so stupid True. I'm like two books behind so I added the two books that I had read that I hadn't added yet and it still says I'm two books behind so I'm like how that yeah. doesn't work that's wrong mm-hmm. you're a liar goodreads mm-hmm. fuck you fuck you <laughs> what about you what are you reading what are you doing other than well, eating fur furs I know sorry it's so rude they're just so no good. it looks go freezing cold oh, no eat them sorry everybody I was eating fries on air <laughs> okay um, so I finished the house across the lake and was thoroughly disappointed. Um, it was so promising. It was, I was loving it. I loved the pace. I loved the character. Like I was feeling it. And then this fucking like paranormal twist happened and I was not here for it. I was, it was like, a woot womp. 
Yeah, it was. Cause I was, I, I mean, so much so that after I read the book, I was thinking, yeah, the author 100% could have done the exact same plot line. Like it wasn't essential. Mm-hmm. It wasn't essential mm-hmm. at all. Like it could have. The twist could have been something completely. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, and that twist, like it wasn't really, I guess it was sort of a twist, but it was like not because you're just like, what the fuck? Like, are you fucking for real right now? But I guess this author has a tendency to include paranormal paranormal shit yeah mm. they read that they wrote the riley whatever um survived the night oh it's riley seeger yes yes which i had started reading survived the night because it was so like hyped mm-hmm. and i just couldn't get into it so i like what do you call that dn dnf dnf that dnf that but back on the shelf i don't know i finished it and I got to say, like, at least, you know, that other author where I was reading that one book that it was supposed to be that author's book and then it wasn't that final girl's yes. book. Yeah. Glendy Hendrix. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Grady that Hendrix, author, yeah. ha- yes, does like a weird paranormal vibe. Yeah. It's usually like a parody on it though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, does it well? Cause you're, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I just, there was nothing in the synopsis that would give you any sort of heads up that there was going to be some weird shit happening it -hmm. seemed very normal so I just maybe because I go into those other books feeling prepared where I'm like Mm -hmm. no something fucked Mm -hmm. up I don't know it was just really disappointing so anyway finish that disappointed um and then I'm reading I'm reading a book now called yeah you unzip it sorry if you can hear me zipping I'm sorry I'm here for it it's called tiny beautiful things advice on love and life from dear sugar and it's written by Cheryl Strayed who also wrote that wild book you know that like autobiography book and I guess the thing about her is that she wrote under the pseudonym sugar online for like years and years and no one knew that it was her and then she finally just, I recently, I guess on a pod, I think it was like Glennon Doyle's podcast or something. She just like, she's like, surprise, it's me. Yeah. It's me, bitches. Like released a book. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just reading that. It's just got, it's just like an advice column. Each chapter is something different. And Oh, okay. Yeah. That's short. short I, so I don't really want to talk about this, but like, I think this would describe why I'm in a really bad funk right now. I started watching Dahmer Mm. and I literally hate my life Mm -hmm. after watching two and a half episodes of it. Mm -hmm. And it's really put me like in a bad mood. (laughs) I had to, I had to evacuate. I will not pick that back up. It's 10 episodes. I know. I know it's I know I looked at that because I was like maybe this is a fun sleepover one because I watched like most mm-hmm. of the first episode and was like I don't think I want to watch this alone because it's mm-hmm. creepy and then it was 10 episodes and I was like oh fuck I don't this know is about this too much it's yeah. too much yeah 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 it was it's too well done <laughs> to be honest it's too it's a lot and those are not that things further back in time are not any more less yes. disgusting or anything like that but time helps people like cope yeah and stuff like that but and family members pass and 
Mm-hmm. I feel so sorry for those victims' families because it was only in the 90s. So yeah. like, oh, you mean that this is happening? Like it's being they're like sensationalized they, again. Mm-hmm. And then they like play <sighs> trial bits and like there's people reenacting people who are literally just trying to live their lives. It's not yeah. like, yeah, I hear you. I don't know. It's a complicated true crime right now is a bit complicated. I'm a bit. Yes. I need I a bit of a break. I hear you on that and that's fair and I think yeah you should take one just like just go watch some unsolved mysteries from the 80s with Robert Stack those are like some of them are because sometimes should, they do the yeah. the updated and you get the True. mystery solved and it's yes. like yeah it's like Joanne found her family and then mm-hmm. they all hug and stuff and, and then you're really like old. oh thank goodness yeah true yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just need some good feel good throwback to the yeah. originals you know yeah, 80s 90s are, yeah yeah I mean I was I told you that I was eating when I put on Dahmer because I because usually with like you know like a forensic <sighs> file or something you could eat it's not they're not whatever. gonna show anything fucking like a head no in fucking... did they do they show that like I I just was eating soup so it was and it was red yeah no and I was like that, that huh. wouldn't have been visible no 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 because no. the very first scene is like blood on a knife and stuff mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it was a lot it's disturbing anyways enough about that that's just why i feel like i need to share why i'm in a in the funk yeah. in the funk well, fuck, fuck that fuck get, yourself funk. A, get yourself a feel good or a little feel yeah. good a little love story or something mm-hmm. i think i need a fluff yeah. you need a fluff need you need a fluff, fluff. yeah it's a good fluff I don't know. I'll find it. Maybe I'll someone can it. recommend one. Yeah, <gasps> find find me a fluff, y'all. You know who you should ask? Ashley. Ashley. 100p. She's I a should. book eater. I bet you she has a good fluff for Anybody, you. yes. Ashley, I'm calling you out. Yeah. Anybody, honestly, give me the fluff. The fluff. Should the we talk fluff. about this? She book, wants though? the fluff. Um <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about these short little chapters and how they are yes. my life? <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Give me a short chapter. Just give me give me 600 chapters. I don't care if they're one page long. That's sick. Hell yeah. Hell oh, yeah. Also, just we're going to read the winners for mm. oh, yes, um, yeah. November, which is why mm-hmm. we're both listening to us against them. You, you them, I don't know. Yes, us against somebody. Yes, but apparently, just everybody be warned, one of the babes actually messaged us on Instagram and was like, hey, so just so you know, the winners is huge. And she sent me this video that someone had posted with all three books side by side, and the winners is like double Beartown and us against them. So it's bigger. So yeah. Just so if I'm not literally reading anything else in November, it's because I can only have time for reading. So However, I- you can do the audiobooks. True. And, then, and yeah, true. Because you can so, do them at work. I have a question for the group, the babes. Like, do you consider an audiobook as a book you've read on your Goodreads? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I will okay. answer that. And yes, it's still the book. You still consumed it. You could still chat about it. True. 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 Because yeah, we are talking like ten hours of your time. It's not like you were, you know, you're just able to Mm -hmm. multitask. I was able to knit. I was able to work on Caitlin's mittens. She needs warm hands this winter. Who else is going to get her mittens? Like, (laughs) just kidding. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So you know. Okay. 
You ready? Okay, let's talk about this. Let's do it. Okay. I'm, I was getting some Verity vibes. <laughs> Me too. <from> mom. <laughs> Me too. That mom's okay. horned up. Oh, <laughs> She's Lloyd. A- shoot wait let me circle back around Tell we me. had so much going on that we forgot to welcome all the friggin amazing new people in oh. the group facebook group <laughs> well tell us sorry i was almost forgot to say hello to tara jessica hannah Kristen, lucia sorry in advance millie nesma and david what holy up? crud that's a lot of people Yes, so and- I told you that I changed our security settings recently where okay, only yeah. you and I could let people in. Oh, I wonder okay. if we had like more people coming in, but other people were letting them in. I hope not. Because anybody inside the group could have let anybody in. Oh, well, so I don't think they did. If we Maybe never if said they- your name. It's all just, good. Yeah, just if you really want to hear your name said by me or Caitlin, <laughs> just send us a message or something just post in the facebook group say my name say my name and say one is around you say my name on podcast we are reading chapters one to 17 of then she was gone by lisa jewel and the chapters are short and we're loving it so chantal starts ha ha (laughs) I took the prologue notes. <laughs> I knew it. Because I did it. <laughs> okay, so the prologue is reflecting on the months before she disappeared and that those were the best days of her life. Of her life, sorry. She, who we're talking about, is named Ellie Mack and she was dating Theo Goodman, the best looking boy in her year. And she had been wanting to date him for forever. Then one wrong move and it was all over. But she's reflecting back and she knows that it was obvious all along the wrong moves that she made. So it's kind of just like setting up us up to like, what did she do to fuck and it all also, up? also like it's, I don't know. I have like a theory. My Deb is reading this book with us and I had texted her about it. And she's like, could it really be that obvious? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about it first. And then we can get into some theories. Chapter one. So we meet Laurel. And she has let herself into her daughter, Hannah's apartment, a.k.a. flat. All the thriller authors are British. (laughs) They know how to write a good one. Right? I don't know. I wonder if it's something in the water. (laughs) Maybe it's the gloomy weather. They're just like innately mysterious. Yes. Okay. And um, Laurel is going to clean Hannah's apartment. So she thinks that this apartment was an impulse buy for Hannah after her first work bonus and that Hannah never had time to decorate it. And it kind of looks like a sad post-divorce downsizer apartment. Um, We learn a little bit more about their characters and kind of who they are and um to laurel and hannah have a weird relationship as a mother and daughter so it looks to laurel as if hannah hadn't come home the night before and hannah always comes home so she's got this bad feeling about hannah and she calls her and there's no answer so she starts like getting herself worked up 
because this is the mother of a daughter who literally disappeared. So mm-hmm. given the her experience, this is fair, even though she's like, I'm being, this is too, like, I'm being too much. She knows it's likely not she true, realizes, but she's still, yeah. which is, which I understand that feeling 100%. So she realizes she doesn't have anyone to call and find out if they had seen Hannah. Um, she doesn't think that Hannah has a boyfriend. Hannah has leftover guilt knowing that her sister will never be able to experience these mm-hmm. things. So that's how Laurel is perceiving this whole situation. Um, Hannah seems to be a bit of a workaholic. Like she's only really got her li- her work going on in her life. She's not really doing anything else. That's sort of the direction she took with her life. And that's where she's at. Laurel is the mother to a daughter who went to the library to study and then disappeared. So that's kind of what we know right now. She ends up calling Hannah's work and put it getting put through to her extension. And then Hannah answers. And instead of saying anything, Laurel just hangs up and continues cleaning. So you can kind of already start seeing the weird dynamic. Yeah. There. It's like, weird. why wouldn't you even be like, oh, hey, hey. Oh, hey. you're good. Okay. Yeah. That's all I wanted to know. Even if you didn't want to <laughs> say that, you could just be like, oh, hey, like just want to hear your voice. But I don't think they have that. Nope. nope so we start finding out a little bit more about laurel she's always been the half uh, the glassed half oh my god you can do it she's, uh, she's always been the glass half empty type she has three kids um and she's always been like to this or to that um and she feels like her life once was perfect, mm. but now not so much. Um, one morning, her youngest daughter and her, who she called her soulmate, left and didn't come back. Um, and she's trying to remember how she had felt when she didn't come back at lunchtime that day when she said she would. And she's having a lot of hard time with her husband in this area too which his name is Paul and he so I originally thought that Paul was her child yeah same like, yeah okay good I was yeah. Like, you're being really fucking mean <laughs> yes yes so she's like not impressed by Paul right now she's trying to get some help from him but he is very sick and he's just kind of brushing it off being like oh she's with her boyfriend like she'll be back don't worry about it but a call to Theo's mom reveals that they haven't heard from Ellie at all today. Um, this proceeds um, Laurel calling all of her friends um, and even asked to see the CCTV footage at the library. And there's been no sign of her at all today. Um, so then obviously she calls the police um, and she's wondering if in this moment, is when she started feeling the hate and disgust toward Paul because if he was wasn't sick would he have been more helpful would they have been Mm -hmm. able to find her it's a lot of what ifs Mm -hmm. and like I don't know if she's trying to shift the there's no blame but like she's trying to put it onto somebody Uh yeah she's Uh trying to put it onto somebody yeah and I wonder if that's normal when you've got something that has no finality like something that's open yeah I'm sure it's real ending right yeah I mean I'm sure that's like a normal response Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. most people Mm -hmm. because I think inherently as humans we want answers yes very much so reasons yeah yeah 
Um, so she's so, so you can even tell how disgusted by Paul she is because she treats him like a child. Like, mm-hmm. as you were mentioning, you are confused, tells him to get dressed and blow your nose. We're going to the police station, like, yeah. or the police One are coming. OP. Yeah. Thought it was yeah. a kid. Yeah. Then the police arrive and then quote, the thing began that never ended. Once the police left, Hannah, the middle child kind of pokes her head out. And she's apparently always been a challenge, the problem one, um, and asks for something to eat. The police have been there. Like Laurel's been consumed by Ellie today Mm -hmm. um, and hasn't fed her children. Um, She asks for some food and tries to eat some leftover lasagna that had kind of Ellie's name on it. And she rips it from her hands and says no. And in her head, she's thinking that Hannah should be missing and not Ellie. That so was you can when see, I got them Verity vibes. <laughs> you can see there that she has a lot of resentment for the people who are around her in her life when everything kind of went down. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Okay, now we're on chapter three, which is kind of labeled as a then chapter. So I think this might be from Allie's perspective. I think so, yeah, too. Okay. That's what I was kind so, of feeling. Yeah. So again, she's doing, now she's doing this blame game, which is why I wasn't totally sure because it's like Laurel's thing. But anyway, saying like, if Ellie hadn't have gotten, if Ellie had have gotten an A and not a B plus in her math class, none of this would have happened, which is like, I have a lot of question marks. So I'm like, what the heck? And then it's like, it goes back further to falling in love with Theo because he's so academic that if she hadn't fallen in love with him, she wouldn't have felt like she needed to improve her math grade. Um we find out that Ellie had come home angry and like hating on her math teacher one day. And she felt like she needed to keep this like nice girl image up at school. So she would take it out at home on like her mom and her family and whatever. Um, And then Ellie begged her mom for a tutor, even though Laurel said like, we can't afford it. Like you don't really need Mm -hmm. one. Like you've got to be plus. plus? Yeah. Yeah, Like maybe you can join like an after school program. And Ellie was like, seemed like she was just acting spoiled like no there are poor there are kids who are poor who get a like get a tour which is just uh, yeah not good yeah and then the end of that chapter I just wrote down a quote because I felt like it summarized it it said and there it went slipping away like a slippery thing another chance to save herself gone and she didn't even know it yeah yeah so between the day in the day of in may of 2005 aka the day that ellie went missing and about two minutes ago there hadn't been a single lead the only thing that they have and that they know for sure is that the last time that ellie was seen it was 10 43 on a cctv footage um, and she was checking her reflection in a car window um, of course, this isn't for a lack of trying. Um, there was house to house searches. They contacted known um, sex offenders and child sex offenders. Um, they checked all the CCTV footage they could find. Um, and Paul and Laurel even appeared on TV pleading for her her safe return, but nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it wasn't helped that Ellie was essentially invisible the day she went missing. She had her hair in a ponytail. She was wearing jeans and a black t-shirt. Um, nothing really stuck out. Her rucksack. Terms. 
uh, in terms of other than her navy blue rucksack with like a red little splotch on it or something like that like there was her rucksack yes nothing nothing to go off of of a rucksack I've been I've been like deep diving into the John 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 Benet case have you like have you spent much time like no it's weird because my mom used to be like obsessed with it and I remember seeing all the like scandal magazines when yes I remember those too at the grocery store when you yes yes. Yes. and you would just stare at the picture and be like what is this girl because she was yeah Yeah. because she was like a beauty mom yeah yeah so in the um ransom letter they tell Mm -hmm. they tell the Ramses to get an attache and take it to the bank so rucksack reminds me of like attache Attache. oh (laughs) fancy that just get a gym bag bitch yeah put it in a duffel come on let's go no it's an attache attache i'm a a sophisticated killer Hmm, yes no it's not Um, funny though it's really no it's not it's terrible it's awful and disgusting um so it's yes Yes. Um, the detectives. Oh, so the um, invisibleness of her appearance that day makes Laurel wonder if that was a deliberate choice on Ellie's behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, so she the detectives search the room. Um, sorry, Ellie's room. And there doesn't seem to be anything amiss like there's so much clothes, like a teenage girl mm-hmm. has so much clothes that she can't say for sure if anything's actually missing, but she does I know say that about Marty. I, would, I couldn't say. No, I wouldn't be able to either. I couldn't even tell you about my own clothes. I couldn't say Same. something was missing. Same. <laughs> Same. I feel like one year I went like forever being like, I swear I had a pair of black jeans and they had like fallen down behind my dresser. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's where oh, they no, are. Got them. Yeah. 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 Um, so they find that her money is still there along with her deodorant and toothbrush. And those were things that she never really went around without. So Laurel knows that the police think that Ellie is a runaway be, but she's still like, she's goes a lot on feeling and there is some validity to it. Like there was no footage of her at any bus stations or train mm-hmm. stations. So she's wondering like how did she run away without being seen um and during this time her other children went through the motions hannah took her a levels and her eldest son jake graduated from university paul continued um climbing like the corporate ladder and she became disappointed in in him for that essentially like being able to move on um and he ended up leaving her a year later without much fanfare like she didn't really even like notice that he had left essentially Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um then a tv show called crime watch wanted to do a 10-year appeal for the anniversary of ellie's disappearance which aired on may 26th of the year that they're in now um and it brought nothing as well zero until this moment and the police called her and asked her to come down into the uh, come down to the station it could be nothing but we want to go over some things interesting yes super dang and so far I think with these chapters that it just reminded me with these chapters that we're reading this week like we're seeing a Laurel who is stuck 
Like she can't mm-hmm. move forward, right? Because I remember, I distinctly remember like when my mom died, just mm-hmm. feeling angry that time was still carrying on for everybody else. Like I'd go on Instagram and people were still doing fun stuff. And I was like, yep. how can you be doing fun stuff? Like my mom died, but that it, mm-hmm. it's just the way that like stuff carries on. But I feel like Laurel is very much stuck in that spot where even later on with, with Paul and whatever, she's like, how did he, how did Paul like carry on with his life? Like she doesn't understand it. Yes. So yes. I wonder yes. if she'll ever get out of that, but okay. So I think this is a then chapter I didn't write then. We find out that Ellie has her new tutor and her new tutor for math is named Noelle. Noelle is in her 40s. She has an Irish accent. I think she smells like cooking oil and dirty hair. Was that not the description? Yes, that was the description. <laughs> Which sounds like a bad time. So that sucks. Um, Noelle comments on the cat. Ellie's glad that the cat is there as a buffer between them. It seems like immediately she's getting some weird vibes from Noelle. Mm-hmm. Weird, um, for sure. Laurel comes in to drop off Noelle's tea, and Ellie wishes that she'd stay, but instead she leaves quickly. So I feel like it is one of those things where Ellie like begged for this tutor, and now she's suddenly like not totally sure and she can't really say that to her mom Mm -hmm. who said no originally right so yes it is kind of a weird sitch but noelle has got some weird vibes she's putting out some weird vibes and the girl needs a fucking shower apparently yeah wash your pits (laughs) i gotta wash mine i smell terrible just wash your hair it was that stress sweat (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) okay So Laurel has lived alone for the last seven years. She left their old house and moved into this new flat about three years ago. Um, And she did this when she knew that there was no chance of rekindling in a relationship with Paul because he had moved on and met someone new. And she wished that she could do the same, but that wish kind of just turns into resentment. She never wished it. it though. That's the thing. No, like she didn't yeah. actually want to do it, or else you would no. get to the other side of your grief. Yeah, she just yeah. was angry. Yes, yes, she's just yeah. yeah. Um, she notes that her children left as quickly as possible. Um, Jake now lives in Devon with a girl named Blue, and Hannah lives only a mile down the road from her in that gloomy flat. Um, she's always working. Um, we find out that Laurel to pass the time, Laurel works only three days a week in a marketing department of a shopping center. Once a week, she visits her mom. And then the other day she cleans Hannah's flat. Um, and the rest of the time she just pretends to try and be normal. Um, and after all this time, she's wondering, um, about the evidence and is the evidence going to be because this is while she's driving to the police station mm-hmm. by the way so at the end of that I think that was just kind of to show like where people are mm-hmm. kind of at in this point um, and sorry she's wondering if the evidence is going to be that her daughter might be alive or her daughter might be dead fuck I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine living with a with someone that you love mm-hmm. having disappeared and not having that finality like no that's fuck. awful okay okay so we've got another then chapter so it seems like noelle has started to kind of grow on ellie a little um 
she was a great teacher and Ellie was making A's. So that was good. That was kind of the goal. Um, Noelle would sometimes bring Ellie small gifts and she would ask about Theo. Like, I think she was kind of just like breaking boundaries that are Mm -hmm. in place between a pupil and a teacher for a reason. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but Ellie kind of went along with it. They had a pattern of sort of how they would learn together. So when Noelle was off on the first Tuesday of March, Ellie noticed um she takes Ellie's homework and comments on how she's such a good girl which I was like weird this is a teenager that's fucking weird um she asked her what's the worst thing that's ever happened to her which I thought was a double weird like it's just it's too it's your 40 and this person yes like don't be weird so Ellie doesn't really have an answer to this Noelle starts launching into a weird rant about how at her age like in her forties, there'll be lots of stuff she wants and she'll watch other people get it and wonder when it's her turn. And so I'm thinking, is it a baby? Is it a marriage? Is it a good job? Like there's something that she obviously like feels sort of entitled to that she can't mm-hmm. make happen. Um, so Noelle tells her that young people are so obsessed with a fancy university um, that she went to one and now she's quote, one of the poorest people she knows. So she's just like having a down down on herself Debbie Downer kind of day I guess yep um Ellie feels real weird about this and really doesn't know what to say as she should as a fucking 15 or 16 year old um Mm -hmm. and after Noelle leaves she tells her mom that she wants to quit tutoring but she doesn't tell her why which is that she's freaking her out and she doesn't want to be alone with her (laughs) um and Laurel agrees saying she'll call her tomorrow and let her know um Ellie kind of just sells it as like I think I'm doing good I don't think she can sell she can teach me anymore but really it's just because she's she made her feel weird freaking weirdo freaking weirdo they're at the police station Paul also walks in and she's like Laurel's like oh right him he's still involved so he lost a daughter too yes 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 so the police sit them down and told, tell them that they're investigating a situation in Dover where a dog walker called because his dog dug up a bag. Through pictures, they confirm that it's Ellie's backpack. Um, rucksack. And, oh, sorry. Rucksack, everybody. Sorry. Um, <laughs> attache. In the, attache. Attache. Yes. <laughs> hey. Um, in Ellie's backpack, um, they found the black T-shirt, a bra, her jeans, the trainers, the hoodie, a spare house key, her textbooks, pencil case, purse, laptop, and lastly, a passport. But mm-hmm. Laurel's Laurel's confused about this because Ellie, she knows she has Ellie's passport. It mm-hmm. turns out that it's Hannah's passport, which is interesting um they they tell them that they found this in a dense woods not far from the ferry station um the police tell them that one theory that they're looking at is that she was on her way to europe but this doesn't make sense to laurel at all um they're wondering this because the clothing had shown evidence of intensive wear which was interesting um so she's just assuming that it sounds like at this point, Laurel's assuming that Ellie is alive and like, where did she go? So she's just like, where, 
where is she? Where this girl at? Mm-hmm. Um, she then brings up the fact that they were burgled a few years ago, or sorry, a few years after Ellie disappeared. And she explains to them that she's always thought it was Ellie because there was a lack of forced entry. Um, and then the things that she had taken. Um, now she's wondering if she's, if the police were right and she really was a runaway. Um, and then at that moment, a police walker, a police walker, a police officer comes in (laughs) and tells them that human remains have been found. Okay. So it's in Dover where a dog walker in Dover found it and Ellie's brother lives in Dover. Yes, I'm just going back and making sure because that name. No, it's Devin. Devin. Okay. So yeah. No connect. No connect. No. Okay. Just semi. One letter off. Okay. Okay. Well, I was just thinking. Dang, I didn't yeah, make that same. connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we got another then chapter. Theo and Ellie are having a little snug while she's reading a book. Um, she asks what they should do this summer, and he says nothing. She is thinking the exact opposite. Uh, She says she wants to do everything. And she even suggests paragliding. (laughs) As you do when you want to do everything. Yeah. As you do. Yep. Um, Ellie tells Theo that her mom said that they can use Grammy's cottage for a few days. Theo is like by ourselves. And uh, Ellie's kind of like with friends. And he's like, or by ourselves. So uh, uh, yeah. Um, and we find out that Ellie is really just looking forward to summer and being done with all of the schoolwork. It sounds like she's very academically focused and she's put a lot of pressure on herself to do really well. So she's, mm-hmm. I think as most academic people, like she just wants to let loose for the summer and not to worry about that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I'm not an academic person, so I don't know. <laughs> that seems like that. Neither was I. At the time of the burglary, um, the investigation didn't turn up anything. Um, The thief took an old laptop, an old phone of Paul's, some cash that was in an underwear drawer, um, some art deco candlesticks that were a wedding gift that Laurel had always hated, and the cake that Hannah had baked earlier, which was strange um nothing valuable was taken even though that there was jewelry left out um credit cards are kept at home and also their like mac laptop was still there when they took an old archaic one um she says that it felt strange when she walked back into the house that day it was almost like she could sense that ellie had been there Um, after this, she was obsessed with the fact that Ellie might still be alive and in the area. Mm -hmm. So at this point, she has completely lost her children to the madness. And now she's feeling that feeling again. Um, and in the car, she lets out all of her emotion and Paul starts to like, Paul notices and starts to walk over. And then she's like, vroom, vroom, peace out. I'm out of here. Goodbye. She's driving away. It's fucked yeah. too because she's like so angry at Paul and he's obviously not the bad guy. I, no. I don't know. I think. I yeah, like I I'm don't get that. About- no, I feel like he's tried and like he did love her 
and he did try and he wants to see that she's okay because he did like place his hand on her shoulder and she like ignored that there's like those little details that's why I say that she's so consumed with her own grief Mm -hmm. and not like you don't carry on with your life after something like that happens but just not proceeding in any way like she's just very stuck okay so Ellie hadn't thought much of Noelle since she bailed on the tutoring sessions. Apparently, Noelle was pretty butthurt about Ellie bailing, but like Ellie's like, whatever. <laughs> whatever, old lady. Bye. Right? Like, okay, whatever. Um, because again, we know that Noelle was like kind of obsessed with Ellie. She was her best mm-hmm. student. So yeah. Um, so Ellie was I'm shocked so one day. Obsessed with me. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie was shocked one day to see Noelle when she was walking to the library, which she was doing to escape her friend's annoying laugh, which I feel like I would be that friend. (laughs) I'm the one with the annoying laugh. No, Um, I love your laugh. (laughs) No, I'm the one with the loud annoying laugh that makes the little sister leave. Um, Anyway, so Noelle comments on how the test is coming up soon and that she has a test paper that's similar to the exam and would Ellie like a copy? And... This is the perfect example of fuck politeness where Ellie knows that she should say no. Everything in her being is saying no, but she feels like she needs to be polite. So she says, yes. <laughs> and then Noelle says she just lives four houses down and Ellie should just come by right now and grab it. And Ellie is thinking about this moment being recreated on Crime Watch, which if you feel like a moment could be recreated on Crime don't do it. No, don't. That's your sign. Don't yes. go no um and no one ever saw a thing and ellie goes inside noelle's house okay so paul and laurel are together and they've just buried partial remains of their daughter according to the police the forensics show that she was potentially run over by a vehicle and then dragged through the woods and then buried in a shallow grave um and they've had dogs and searchers out but they did not end up finding anything else um this starts another batch i guess of like looking investigating um the police look at um at mechanic shops for potential leads of maybe somebody if they remember like a weird accident that maybe were characteristics of a human being hit that kind of thing um they leaflet the area um asking if anybody remembered a young female hitchhiker or if anybody had seen or bought the candlesticks um but again crickets after another 12 weeks of this intensive search so at this point laurel knows that ellie is dead all possibility is gone and there is nothing until a month after ellie's funeral that's when laurel meets floyd Fuck. okay mm. part two it is now part two Laurel has gotten her hair done. Apparently, Laurel's quite pretty as well. Yes. So that's good. Yes. She she has kept up with her outward yes. appearance. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know why. I guess just so that she looks like she's carrying on. Yes. Um, she's 
quite proud of the fact that she's never let herself go. Yes. Yes, exactly. I think she's a little bit narcissistic. I think so too. (laughs) Um, And Laurel thinks that if she could pay someone to give her a tune up on her psyche, she totally would, which is interesting because I do think she needs that. Um, She's a little bit peckish. So instead of waiting until she gets home, she swings by a cafe to grab some lunch and a man walks in who she is initially sort of attracted to. Or she notices him anyway. He's 50 and he is well-dressed. He looks to be about 50. So she's sitting in there. She's eating her Sammy and he orders a carrot cake and sits beside her. Um, She's not really stoked on this and he doesn't talk to her, which she's happy about. And she goes to leave and he tells her she has beautiful hair. He offers her a bite of his carrot cake and she ends up taking it, which was really fucked. No stranger carrot cake. No, thank you. That's not how. No, I don't want to eat a stranger's carrot cake. Like, no. he should have been like, I'll buy you a piece. Like, I'm just going to yes. buy you a piece. You got to try it some. Like, yes. I'll get you I'm, a piece. I'm giving you a piece. Yeah. Um, he tells her that his name is Floyd Dunn. Um, they chat and they're kind of flirty. His parents lived all over. So he has this weird accent, but he's been in Britain or wherever they are. For years. For years. Um, She's wondering what his ulterior motive is for this. She's weary of everyone now. She obviously, like, that kind of makes sense. But anyway, he gives her his number. She goes to Hannah's house and she's not supposed to see her. So Hannah is like, why are you here? Because they don't have that kind of, like, like, I'll talk. No, no. Um, Hannah or uh, Laurel tells Hannah about the date, and Hannah doesn't really respond the way that she wishes that she would, and mm-hmm. she full on just wishes that Hannah was Ellie. So that's cool. <laughs> um, she kind of also mentions about how the family is all islands, like they're all in their own little place, mm-hmm. which I Worlds, feel like yeah. Laurel kind of executed unintentionally. Yes yes yeah um anyway hannah knows laurel wants ellie back and she ends up saying that out loud and laurel ends up agreeing um and then she just thinks of the phone number that she has in her pocket (laughs) yeah yeah so that phone numbers burn in a hole in her pocket like he said and she calls floyd and he asks if he she's calling to make those dinner plans that they talked about um he asks her if Friday is a good time and if she likes Thai and he says, leave it to me, I'll book us a place. So then this is what we were just talking about. She's never let herself go, um, even in the early days of Ellie's disappearance. And I just wrote like, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> like I'm in my, pa- not pajamas, but like in leggings right now. And it's the best thing in my life. I literally wear leggings every day. I don't yeah. think it's letting yourself go like, no. when you're comfortable. I don't yeah. know, as long as you feel fine. She, but it sounds she's like she's uncomfortable and she done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's getting ready for her date. She has nothing to wear. She feels like she looks old. She doesn't know what to do with her face and her makeup. Um, um, but she realizes that she only has 10 minutes. She's got to get going. She's got to go. On her way out the door, she has like a picture of her children by the sounds of it 
And then she like starts talking to Ellie and lets her know that she's going on a date. And she even like responds with what she thinks Ellie would say, like, I'm proud of you, mom, like go out and have fun. Um, they meet at the <laughs> restaurant. There's like the normal date first date questions. There's a lot of flattery from fucking Floyd. Floyd, Floyd. There we go. Um, sounds like they have a lot of yummy food. He talks about his daughters, Sarah Jade SJ, which what she usually wants to go by. Um, she's he describes her as unusual and that he'll she'll have to meet her one day. Um, he obviously also mentions that he's divorced and single. Um, and then he also tells her about his other daughter, Poppy, and she's amazing and brilliant, has a great sense of humor and takes no shit. Poppy lives with him. And we find out that Poppy and SJ have different mothers. Poppy, Poppy's mother ended up dumping her on his doorstep and vanished like literally cleared out her bank account abandoned her house her job never to be seen again so this prompts laurel to think that this is fate she mm-hmm. even asks if she, he thinks that she's dead he says who knows like it's a bit strange and then the date continues on they get back to their usual banter and that kind of stuff no well Noel, yes, that's yes. what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as Laurel gets home, obviously she googles Floyd Dunn, which I'm not sure why she didn't do beforehand. But I mean, honestly, to each their own. So they had a nice little date together, and she finds out that he is not just a mathematician, but that he's written several books on quote number theory and mathematical physics. Which I don't Smart. know what that is, sure. but I wrote it down in in its entirety because it probably impresses someone. Smart. So she wants to get to know Floyd better. She wants to see him again, obviously. Um, she thinks of Paul and how when he met Bonnie, she couldn't imagine how he had gotten there, which is what we've sort of been talking about the entire time. Um, but now she kind of feels like she could see herself getting there too because she feels like a teenager all over again. She feels weird because she wants to call Paul and tell him. Um, and she realizes that it's the first time she's wanted to tell him anything that isn't about Ellie. So mm. it's like 10 years later, she's finally starting that process. Yeah. Like, and but no one's there with her anymore, right? Because everybody no, has she's, carried on. Yeah. Um she's so pushed she, them all away. Yeah. Yeah. They're true. Yeah. So Saturday, she usually sees her friends, Jackie and Belle, who are a couple with children. They're away this weekend. So she's kind of just like aimlessly trying to figure out what to do with herself. Um, She essentially waits around all day to hear from Floyd. But when she doesn't, she talks herself out of the whole thing, like saying that she just essentially gets like really hard on herself and being like, "Uh, I'm old. I'm too old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah um on sunday she goes to visit her mom whose name is ruby which is cute because i love my ruby um and we find out that ruby is very ill she's had like three strokes she Mm -hmm. can barely talk she really can't do much for herself and when she does speak she just talks about how she wants to die oh which fucking sucks like that is a shit 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 way to live yeah. So her mom is happy that Laurel went on a date because she obviously tells her about it and urges her to call him. Um, she decides that she could text him to say thank you, I guess. 
and we find out that her mother always loved Paul so her mom is really encouraging of her like finding someone new Ruby tells Laurel to text him now um so she does and she tells her mom she actually calls her doesn't she call her mom a cow yes (laughs) yeah oh you cow yes you cow yeah she tells her mom that if it all blows up in her face it's her fault and then her mom laughs and it's the first time she has heard her laugh in a very long time and seconds later her phone dings and ring 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 floyd ring 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 floyd banana phone banana phone hello indeed okay they set up Floyd, hello, it's here. Floyd. So they they set up their second date for Tuesday. She meets him at a place that she's always wanted to go to, but Paul never wanted to go because they had a bad sanitary rating, which it's yeah. okay. Yeah. I agree with Paul, I think, here. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um She's realizing how relaxed she is with him and she's essentially obsessed with him and wants to do it with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he explains that he like this is a local choice. Like This restaurant is near his house and he's lived in this area since his parents left to go back to the United States. She asks if he would ever move back there and he says, never. This is home. Um Hi home on the ranch where the, where the floyd's and the laurels, laurels play and ellie's dead goodbye okay his they walk over to his house and his house is just like her old house um in fact it's only three roads down from where they used to live um as they go inside she already knows what it's going to look like that's how familiar it is sounds like it's like very cookie cutter um and when they walk inside sounds like sj was babysitting poppy and laurel meets sj she Um, sounds cool yeah she does she's like i'm sj what's up yeah doesn't she have like purple hair and stuff she's like yes she's a like unusual as floyd would say but what does she drink Uh she drinks diet coke hell yeah she's cool take that summer yeah she drinking diet Diet pepsi no it doesn't roll off the tongue diet pepsi diet coke hell yeah dc baby give me that dc bitch (laughs) dick you want that dick don't you no (laughs) laurel wants that dick true okay So they meet SJ is like, I feel like I would be the same. Like she doesn't really talk to her or really acknowledge her, which I think is typical kind of teenager, young adult behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, He lets, they go into the kitchen to have some tea, of course, because they're British and he lets her know, PS, I Googled you and I know about Ellie. And there's like a bit of an awkward, like, I should have told you I've known all day. How could I talk about blah, blah, blah. And then she tells him that she's ready to talk about Ellie. Mm, Mixed feelings, mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. Um, They talk about her until 1 a.m. At this point, SJ has left by taxi and he leads her upstairs and bow chicka wow. Wow, wow. (laughs) They doing it. They fuck it. Yeah, they are. 
there's some pisser smashing happening. Oh you yeah, they smash and pissers. They smash and pissers, bitch. Oh fuck. Oh, gross. Guess Laurel stayed the night because she goes downstairs in the morning and she encounters Poppy. To Laurel's surprise, Poppy looks just like Ellie. And we find out that she used to see, so this isn't that common because she used to see people that looked like Ellie all the time, but that it hasn't happened to her in years, which I have also been there where I would like feel like I was always seeing someone and I wasn't, but they're just like on your mind, right? So Poppy offers to make her coffee. Laurel's impressed by the hostess skills of a nine-year-old. It seems very unfamiliar to her. Poppy's very bubbly and cheerful and accommodating, and she speaks very well. Um, she mentions that her dad told her that Laurel was very pretty and that she is, um, and she asks about their evening. It's all just very strange. It's um, a bizarre. Mm-hmm. Laurel asks Poppy, no school today, and finds out that her dad teaches her, so she is homeschooled. Um, she's also wearing an outfit that feels like very weird for a nine-year-old to pick and it's all just like kind of giving Laurel some weird feelings homeschool vibes uh uh so she decides that she needs because because um Floyd said he'd be down in a minute and he hasn't so she's like I need to have a shower before I talk to this man's child smelling like sex so Laurel decides to go have this shower she goes back upstairs she meets Floyd in the stairwell and it's they have some fire fiery touching some spicy touches and it's too hot it's too hot but this was just gave me the weirdest vibe but floyd comments on how poppy is quote magnificent and this makes laurel feel off somehow but she can't figure out why Laurel goes to clean Hannah's apartment later on. She pays her. We find out that Hannah actually pays Laurel to clean her apartment, which might be weird to some people, which I think is weird to some people. But Laurel puts that. Yeah. But Laurel puts that money in a bank account to spoil her one day grandchild. So that kind of like softened it for me. But I still was like, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Laurel feels kind of like she's a detective in Hannah's apartment because she's pretty sure that Hannah might have a boyfriend or something. She can tell that she hasn't been home. Like she thinks that this is happening, but Hannah's not telling her anything. Um, she notices that there are some flowers on the counter and that they're more than just the quick bouquet that Hannah would usually grab out like the store or whatever. It seemed like they've seemed really nice. Um, she's curious about them. When she's taking out the trash, she hears a crinkle of cellophane and she reaches in and she finds a florist card. And the florist card says, quote, can't wait to see you tomorrow. Please don't be late. I love you so much. T X. Hug or kiss? Hug. Kiss. 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 <laughs> she realizes what? that Hannah has moved on and seems to have a man, have a man now. But why isn't she talking to her about it? question mark because you haven't talked to your daughter normally in fucking because you wish that she was dead and that ellie was here and she knows it (laughs) uh okay what are you thinking yes i think noelle kidnapped ellie ellie because she wanted a baby yes and or a child because ellie is 15 or so older I think that 
Floyd is sus, obviously. I think there's okay. something weird going on with Poppy. Like, why is a guy? I don't know. It's weird. Um, but he is smart. I don't know. It's weird. And then I'm wondering if he is also dating Hannah. Oh, or maybe like he somehow is involved with Noel and or Ellie and the baby is Ellie somehow like he was a bad man and did yes. some bad things yes so what I'm thinking is that well because Noel is also good at math mm-hmm. and Floyd is a mathematician so I'm wondering if Mom. Noel could potentially be like Floyd's daughter potentially maybe and Noel kidnapped Ellie and because the clothes showed intense wear, I wonder if they actually did keep her alive for years and like Floyd probably kept her and raped her. And then they had Poppy. <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. And yes. do we actually know if those bones were actually Ellie's? They said that it was, but I don't know if they like, obviously it doesn't say that there was DNA or forensic yeah, testing, but like. I just find that too, like convenient yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and who is Mm -hmm. this t who you're right who is this t i was wondering if maybe hannah was dating a woman and she felt like she didn't want to tell her mom because she keeps talking about a man right so right true she is very heavy on the man aspect Mm -hmm. of it Mm -hmm. true hmm interesting but when i said to deb like i think noelle kidnaps ellie she's like that's is that that's too obvious like maybe too obvious maybe maybe okay hear me out here maybe fucking floyd guy is like the operator he gets noel to go out and find little girls for him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is really sad and disgusting Mm -hmm. brings her home because he's like she's under his like captivity as well oh noel is mm-hmm. like under his like thumb i guess and then he has poppy and then has no use for noel anymore and that's actually noel's bones or something and ellie's okay. like in the house somewhere and her mom is in the house in the same house doing it with the like is floyd bringing laurel around just to mind fuck with her <laughs> yeah but also why was hannah's passport with ellie yes i do they look does it say anywhere if they look similar at all or? i don't know no. i don't know i don't know hmm. that just seems like a weird if she's trying to, maybe she got out and was able to escape, ran to her own home because it wasn't far from wherever she actually went missing. It was only three roads down, ran there, started running, and then they found her, hit her with the car, and she is dead because they would have gotten caught or whatever. Yeah. But then what? But it still doesn't answer the passport thing. But that means because. Laurel took Ellie's passport when she went missing right away to keep it and look at the picture. So maybe she didn't know where that new hiding spot was for Ellie's 
own passport. So she took what she could and found Hannah's just so that she could try to escape to Europe because she was near the ferry station and just didn't hmm. make it in time. Hmm. I, don't I know. think Hannah has something to do with it. Ooh, she was a problem child. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll just okay. have to keep reading. I guess we'll just keep, keep reading. Chapters. Love that for us. Okay. Okay. See y'all next week. Hope you enjoy our or enjoyed our um, interview with Jillian. Oh, so nice to chat with her. I could have yeah. chat- chatted with her all day. I know. Same. Okay. 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 Goodbye. 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 Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.